This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blah! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Greetings, heroes. Actually, it's <laughs> Actually, over the phone with this connection, he probably could pass for Stanley. Even I got a great idea for a show. Go for it, Stanley. What is it? Tell us. It's Pamela Anderson. Uh, the what was I talking about? <laughs> Paris We're Hilton. Sure. Pamela um, Anderson. Oh, yes, and she's a superhero. Oh, that sounds like a great idea, Stanley. You're, you're full of ideas, almost she's like you, a, you built a house of ideas or something. Yes, also a bullpen, <laughs> and uh, make mine something or other. <laughs> Stanley would never human say torch. yes. There's been you. two human torches. <laughs> I invented both of them. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> Excelsior, Stanley. Excelsior. So what else is going on in the world, gentlemen? I uh, may be moving to Phoenix. I don't know. Really? Wow. Yeah, so... Uh, my wife's contract at work, there have been some changes, so we're not sure what's going on in terms of her call center. So so you'd really pick up and move to Phoenix? Wouldn't be immediate. It, if all goes well, if, if, if things go one of four or five possible ways, it would probably ideally be something where we would, you know, be, she would be working from home. Mm-hmm. And then flying to Phoenix to do training classes like three or four times a month. No, or that something. wouldn't be too bad. And then she would uh, eventually we would work on the the relocation at the end of our current lease, which would be like next June. That wouldn't be too bad, would it? Or would it? I don't know. I found out about this like twenty minutes before the show, so I haven't really thought it through. At this point now, I'm just like, "Hey, are we going to have money in a few weeks and stuff?" <laughs> yeah, that uh-huh. always kind of is the is the scary thing whenever you make a big move. Because well, when I moved I mean, to Atlanta, it was that way because I didn't have a job, and then when I moved to California, it was like everything was three times as expensive, and it was just me with the income. So it's yeah, I can understand being freaked out about moving. Although I must say, Phoenix is a pretty nice uh, little city. Yeah, and I mean, my call center actually has a uh, what do you want to call it? There, Phoenix they office, actually have they have a call center there. So conceivably, I could actually switch to the Phoenix or Scottsdale call center. Then what are you going to do about your comic book fix? In Arizona, I'm sure there aren't any stores there. <laughs> hey, comic books the- are banned in Arizona. And then we'd have no to find a replacement way. for you as you moved to your new location and got all set up. You had to be like two weeks. No, not two weeks. Oh, well. Then no! It could, then it could revert back to the Stephen and Rodrigo show instead of the Matthew show all the time. The Matthew show! The Matthew show! Yeah, but just think about it. I mean, all the people who are entertained by us would go away again. 
<laughs> it's, it's such a bastard. It's the gestalt. It's the gestalt. It's it's such not about bastard. you or about me. It's about me. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to you. So, yeah. Rodrigo, so were, you ever, were you ever freaked out moving? You know, from Mexico to, what, California and then Ohio? Yeah, but it got easier every time. I mean, moving to the United States was a huge, huge deal. And, like, I remember, you know, because I was, like, 11 years old. And, you know, my mom sat my sister and I down. And she was like, okay, kids, well, we're going to be moving to the United States. And my sister, you know, my sister was two years younger than me, so 11, 10, 9. Um... And, you know, she's like, well, what does that mean? And my mom's like, well, it means we'll be a little closer to Disneyland. And she was so happy. And I was like, that's a trick. Because <laughs> little did you know, once you move to Los Angeles. Yeah. Did you live in Los Angeles or Anaheim? Um, no, we lived we lived uh, outside of L.A. We lived in, um, we essentially lived in Long Beach. Oh, really. cool. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was it was nice. Uh, there were some kind of scary-looking neighborhoods around there. Yeah. But seriously, well, we lived in Los Angeles. We moved once. So we mo- when we lived in Mexico, we moved from central Mexico to southern Mexico. Then we moved to L.A., to Long Beach. Then we moved from there basically to Cerritos. Mm-hmm. Um, so different school there. And then I moved, you know, I moved to Ohio. So Did yeah, you move to Ohio or did your family move to Ohio? Uh, the whole family did. Oh, okay. Um, we went to Ohio when I started high school. What prompted the move to uh, California? Better job for my dad. Oh, okay. Basically, every time it's like, here's a job that'll pay more, and you know we'll have this, you know these particular benefits. When did you become a U.S. citizen? Um, Thursday. Six <laughs> months ago. Oh, really? Only six months ago? Maybe. Really. Did you have? Yeah. Did you go through the whole ceremony and everything? Mm-hmm. Wow! Congratulations! I didn't know it was only six months. I thought it'd been like two or three years. No, I don't think so. It, it was. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was this year. Wow! Where did Stephen has a bad sense of time? No, no. It's just like you know. I, I, I kind of do actually. I do have a terrible sense of time. Like I, if if it happened within the last two years, I'm probably not entirely sure which year it happened in, but I'm pretty sure I did become a citizen this year. So when you were working for, when you started working for PBS, you were still a uh, a, a citizen, not not a U.S. citizen. Yeah, a Mexican citizen and a resident of the United States. Wow, cool. So you had like, uh, did you have to get a special green card uh, with exceptional experience or whatever, one of those? There's, um, well, the, uh, once you get your green card, that's that you have your green card and you can work in the U.S. I had a working visa Oh, okay. Um, My visas don't work. My MasterCard (laughs) really doesn't work. Nice. Thank you. But yeah, basically, uh, I had, you know, just sort of through my dad and through uh, uh, basically eventually getting my residence. um, You know, once you become a resident, you can work in the United States. You just can't vote or, you know, do a handful of other things. So, so what have what has been some of the great things now that you have become a U.S. citizen? Are you going to go vote? Oh yeah, one of the great things uh, since I've become a citizen. Well, uh, I'm eligible for jury duty now. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably the the CIA is a lot less concerned about me. I don't know. 
That's that's great. That is great. Did did you? How hard was your test? It wasn't all that hard. Like they they give you a a bunch of sample questions, and they basically tell you the test will be you know out of those twenty questions or whatever, the test will be ten of those. Oh, and I see. Really, it was basically. It, it seemed like it was basically the ten easiest ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, you know, there were a couple kind of curveballs, but I mean, it, it really wasn't too hard. It, it it really that test is just a hoop to jump through. So, if you hadn't have gotten your U.S. citizenship, would you have married some girl? Mm, well, or would I you have moved back to? Some girl well, yeah, but point. I mean, you know, one of those arranged. Marry me so I can stay in the country. Things no, because I mean, as a unless something like major happened in the legislature, you know, as a resident, I'm pretty stable as long as I keep, you know, every uh, year or so or every couple years, you know, reporting to the uh, the man, the entities that I yeah the the man <laughs> to the entities that I should be reporting to, um, and they're like, okay, well, you still working? Yep. Okay, you still like. Consuming. Yep. All right. Good job. You know, it, it would have never been a big deal. We came here legally. We have. Right. You know, I've I've had a social security number for as long as I can remember here in the United States. Oh, okay. So, so would was would there be any instance where you would say I'm fed up with this? I'm going back to Mexico. Besides mm, having to be on this show with Matthew each week. <laughs> No, because I know I couldn't get away. It would just become L. Matthew show. <laughs> that would probably not be as big a hit in Mexico as, as you might think. Yo, yo soy Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> um, that actually reminds me of that Onion article I saw a few years ago about um, uh, American wrestlers complaining that their lower paid Mexican counterparts were uh, illegally taking their jobs. And they had this, they had this shot of the the border fence with luchadors back flipping over it. Nice. It was terribly offensive, but just hysterical. Uh, so Ray, Rodrigo's Ray lived Rodrigo's lived all over. I've lived in many a place, both in Kansas and Atlanta, and in Irvine, California. Uh, Matthew, have you always lived in in Kansas? I have not. I spent seven months in Brooklyn, New York. How old were you then? I was 17. I had a pickup truck, and I lived in Brooklyn. And you want to talk about people looking at you funny. 17? 17. Wow. Seven- that had to be a big shot going from, what, Beloit, Kansas to? Yeah. I, was, I was broke. Seriously broke. That's, that's what I remember. Then why were you living in New York? You were hanging out it's with actually- a family member? I wanted to be one of those cool guys who went to New York and apparently did something to be famous. But as with many of the things that I did before about the age of 25, I was just pretty much this punk jackass who was, you know, incredibly offensive on all levels and didn't realize it and just wanted everybody to love me. So, yeah, it didn't Sounds really like go over the way expected. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And then Adolescent, so what made you then decide to move back to Kansas and then go to Fort Hayes? Um, uh, something spending something like seventeen hundred dollars a month for seven months, kind of went. Hey, that's all the money I have in the world. <laughs> oh yeah, that's got a bite. <laughs> no I lie. remember going to California. My uh, I owned a home in Atlanta, and I was yeah. paying something like nine hundred dollars a month for my mortgage. And I was uh-huh. like, well, this isn't so bad. I mean, you know, I'm 
easily making the payments. And then I moved to California, and I was like, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to afford a house. Let me go rent. And the nicest place that, that I found that was close to my work was in Irvine. And the mm-hmm. apartment complex, $1,200 a month for a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. And then and I moved was, to Hayes, and uh, I was looking for places, and, and I called this one place, and, and she's like, well, we do have a two-bedroom apartment. It's it's pretty nice. It's so many square feet. And I said, well, uh, how, how much is it, thinking that it was going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 1000 to you know $1,200 a month? Oh, $400. Yep. And I was like, I'll take it, as long as it doesn't have right. rats. Sign me uh, up. Yeah, they have yeah. rats. No, they didn't, actually. When I first moved here, you know, I I live in a two bedroom house, and I'm renting it for two hundred dollars a month. Man, oh, I, no. part of me wishes I could be young like Rodrigo. Now that I'm 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 two hours away from being thirty eight, I, I sometimes <laughs> long for those days of yesteryear of when I was twenty five and stupid and doing all sorts of crazy things. Heck, I'd be happy to be thirty again. My mom yeah, lived about in it, Steven. Back, back in those days, you have a lot less cool gear. No, but I'm saying I want to be th- like 30 now. Mm. But still knowing everything that I knew when I, you know. I could get into so much trouble if I was 30 yeah. years old right now. No. I'm serious, serious trouble, too. I would be a no. troublemaker. No. You don't think so? No. I know you saw me in college, but man, college would for me is when I kind of opened up and I was like, okay, towards the last couple of years, I was like, okay, time to start doing some different things. And then when I moved to Atlanta, I was like, okay, now I'm really going to start doing a lot of different things and doing things that I didn't do in college. And then when I was in California, I really did a lot of things that I don't, that you would not associate with me. And now I'm, I'm still kind of that person, but a little bit more wise of my stupid things. Hmm. Which I which I won't talk about those stupid things cuz I'm still recording and this will <laughs> probably be a bonus episode. And... Bonus episode. Uh, everybody everybody does stupid things in their youth except yeah. for me. Yeah. I I did some stupid things in college and at least a couple of stupid people. There you go. Oh, what, hey. what was one of the stupidest things you've ever done? Uh her name was Eileen. Yeah, well. She had, a, one, she had one foot, sh- one leg shorter than the other. <laughs> no, I dated oh. that Japanese girl. Her name was Irene. Oh, oh, oh. you know I did- <laughs> I'm going to hell for that joke. Uh, anyway. Racism is not funny, kids. What? Hey. It's not funny. <laughs> Nothing. Hey. Uh, hey. Did you do anything stupid in college, Rodrigo? Last month. Um, or were you just yeah. too afraid of the man was going to come and get you? No, I, I, honestly, I think the, the the dumbest thing that I did in college is not do things. Honestly, I think that was like, my problem too. And I don't mean like, oh man, yeah, I never never got totally coked out. I wonder what that's like. Like I, that 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 would be doing something stupid. But you know, there were just organizations that I didn't get involved in. You know, I was a I was a film major. And I never got involved in student film. I did. I was basically like an assistant gaffer for a friend because a friend like asked, basically begged me because a guy canceled on him for one shoot. And everything else, I mean, I did short films for class, but, you know, coming out, I felt that a lot of people had a lot more experience than me. And, like, you know, I, I mean, maybe that's part of the reason why I'm not in film right now when I'm, you know, working on TV. 
Hey, there's nothing wrong with television. Absolutely not. But, I, you know, I, I really don't know if I would have even liked film all that much better. Um, I'm thinking not, because it's actually, it seems like a lot more work, but... Yeah, and more work is inherently bad. Matthew, do you have anything to add? To what? What Rodrigo said. What was the stupid thing besides the girls? (laughs) Besides the girls, what stupid thing or regret did you have from your younger youth besides moving to New York for seven months? That's not a regret. I'm actually glad I did that. Good. I think probably my greatest regret is not realizing that certain things were important, like your credit rating. True that. My credit rating was thrashed when I got out of college, and, you know, it, it hasn't gotten all that much better. But, I mean, it, you you grow up and you see the people who are like, I'm, I'm driven to become this one thing. And I'm like, dear God, why? <laughs> but even now, I look at those people and I'm kind of jealous because I've never focused on one thing with that laser intensity where I'm like, this is what I love to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I have I have a lot of different things. And my current job is really fascinating and really fulfilling in a very obnoxious way. And then, you know, I have stuff that I do because I love it. You know, I work on the website and I work at the comic store. And, you know, I hang out with my people. But it's something where I kind of wish I had... I had realized earlier about... Do you remember Jay Gillette? Oh, I cannot forget that guy. Jay Gillette gave me a concept that I consider to be very important that I use every day called the I-credit. Uh-huh. The idiosyncrasy credit. And the idiosyncrasy credit is based on the theory that you can be just as weird as you want as long as you're effective. As long as your answers are right, Right. You can wear a French tickler and a space helmet when you turn them in. I wish I had realized earlier that the being right part was more important than the being eccentric part. Because uh-huh. I don't feel I don't feel like I put on a whole lot necessarily to try and seem more esoteric or cooler or weirder or, you know, fringier than I am. Yeah. But I, I also didn't put a whole lot of focus into why people should look past that. Right. You know, at 37, I look at that and I go, okay, well, I'm still that same freak, but I have to walk into certain situations and go, Reverend, good to meet you. You know, you can't necessarily walk in wearing, you know, the French tickler and the space helmet on a first date, so to speak. (laughs) You have to play your cards right. That's kind of the way I feel. You know, uh, right now there are 12 people on my team who look at me as a leader. Right. That's going to feel good, right? Well, yeah, and I've been really working hard to try and build trust with some of the agents who've been there for a while, who've had a lot of jackass TMs, and trying to, you know, build up an understanding that I, you know, I have their back. This is what I do, and I'm not here to cover my ass, I'm here to cover theirs, especially the one really ridiculously hot girl. (laughs) But... (laughs) Neither here nor there. Oh my god, Jerry Reed died. No way! Seriously! That's awful. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. Don't cry, man. Who's that? You don't know who Jerry Reed is? You ever Smoking the Bandit? You ever watch Smoking the Bandit? No. He was the truck driver from Smoky and the Bandit. He was uh, on an episode of Scooby-Doo. He even sings country music. Do you remember the episode of Scooby-Doo where the guy kept singing Pretty Mary's Sunlight over and over and over? I, I think I barely remember that. 
I saw it just this weekend with Molly. She's like, who's that boy? I'm like, that's one of Daddy's <laughs> heroes, honey. I'm sorry, Matthew. That's got to suck. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, Go to, like, uh, your favorite legal downloading facility and pay to download a copy of the song Amos Moses. Okay. Amos Moses is a wonderful song about uh, some sort of cannibal murderer who lives in the swamps or something. But I don't know what it's about. It's just the way that Jerry Reed sings it with such, you know, vigor. Yeah, he was 71, too. Apparently, he and Don LaFontaine. Yeah, but Don LaFontaine was 65, right? I don't know. I think that's how old he was. Well, let's look and see. Don LaFontaine was... 68. Oh, 68. Okay. So they're pretty 68. close. So we got one more. If you, if you believe in those more. rules of three, one more. And I'm hoping it doesn't become me. Well, you're not famous. You so know, I would be. Uh, how do you know? There's millions of people that read our website and, and listen to our podcast. Yes, but Steve, I've known you for 20 years. And if anybody came to me and said, hey, what about that Schlieker kid? I'd go, yeah, <laughs> maybe you're famous. But as it is now, I'll, I'll, I'm the only one who remembers hey, Schleicher you know Brow. You know I what? like it. I like it. Hey, I think Brian remembers that. I think it, See, I think uh, he remembers I that. I told you what my Brian memory is, didn't I? Which is? Way back in, I think it was 91 or 92, when they tried to blow up the World Trade Center, which oh, right, is right. Not, yep. it's not funny the in basement bomb. The basement bomb. We were all stuck in the old newsroom trying yep. to cover this desperately, thinking, can we put this on the air? And Madeleine Albright walks up to the podium, and Brian Dennett looks at the thing, and he goes, hey, it's the new Minister of Ugly! <laughs> <laughs> to me, oh, and my he said God. It, he said it so loudly and with such joy <laughs> that the whole room just died. And I will never forget that as, like, the triumphant Brian Dennett moment right there. There you go. There you go. The new minister of ugly. I, I, I guess I, I am kind of like you, Matthew, when I look back. is If 20 years ago, if someone would have said to me, hey, you know, in 20 years you're going to be running a website about comic books and doing a radio show about it, I would have been, no way. Because yeah. I was one of those people that was, like, very driven to the one thing that I wanted to do. He was driven everywhere. Mom put him in the Mom car. Put him just, in, yeah, dad driven. I didn't even. I had to had to ask Matthew for rides to the Walmart. I remember. Not uh, a big white car, damn it. No, I think at that time you were driving that brown pickup truck. Oh, that was my favorite. But over the years, I would also say that now that I'm at this place, it's not that I I don't regret not doing things. There are some things, you know, like ask that one girl out. Uh, right you know, do this at this party or don't do this or don't go out with that person or stay clear of that guy. You know, some of those little minor things, but the way the life has turned out, it's actually pretty good. See, and I think those missteps and those regrets and those, you know, moments that you go, why didn't I just jump her? You know, those are the moments that make you the person that you are now. One of my friends was... was that wants to jump everybody? To, well, no. Well, yesterday I was sitting there, and one of my friends was talking to me, and um, one of the guys that I work with said something about his wife, and she stopped in mid-sentence, and she's like, did he just say he was married? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he's been married for several years. And she just got this look on her face, and I mean, this like is a really... This is not, this is not my, my creepy old dude talking. This is a really beautiful woman talking. I mean... Absolutely beautiful woman. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm lonely and broke and unwanted <laughs> because this, partic well, this particular agent is, you know, legally blind and right. relatively hideous and smells a little funny. And, you know, he's a wonderful man. 
great guy. I hope he never listens to the webcast. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you his name. Wonderful man. But she was just so heartbroken at the realization that he there was, was someone for him, but right. not for her. Right, 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 right. And and I can't, you know, I I can't do what was my first instinct, which is to turn her and go, but but honey, I want you. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't do that no. but it was just one of those moments where we were talking about it and i explained to her that right now the trials and the crap and whatever it is is going on in her life are the things that are going to make for great stories later it's going oh, to yes. make her when everything you know does come together and she's you know living on a beach somewhere it's going to be one of those stories we can go hey you know remember this or all of this stuff is what made me who i am today it's like Sometimes you just have to go into life with the theory that, if nothing else, you're going to be that guy who walked into the Walmart and said, have you got any monogrammed handkerchiefs? And they say no, and you're like, okay, and you walk out. Or you run screaming into a store, are you open on Thursday? They'll say yes, and you say, thank you, and then you run out. <laughs> yeah, see, Rodrigo, this is old men talk. Uh, you'll appreciate our, our wise wisdom in about ten years. Phasers on uh, <laughs> <laughs> You didn't use that during the show. I did briefly, but I didn't. I couldn't hear it over my. Oh, okay. On. All right. There you there, go. There, I found the speaker. I couldn't hear it over my headset, so I presumed that it wasn't audible to the general oh, public. Okay. All right. Because I have my headset set for maximum feedback. Well, I do know that there are some people out there that are probably like that that person that you were sitting with at mm. work. And I know that there's people listening to the show that are that way, but really, things are not that bad. They're really not. I mean, it's it, it's like I wanted to tell her, for every time you feel you're unwanted, there are probably, you know, four or five creepy old married guys who would get fired if they told you how ridiculously <laughs> cute you are. So, it's, you know, uh, it's, it's a balance. Yeah. You know, I don't think, I don't think, you know... That's like again. <laughs> at least I've got an understanding wife where I take my son to the uh, daycare and I come home and I'm like, you know, he's got a couple of people that uh, take care of him that are really really hot. And then the next day my wife who's gone to pick him up goes, "Which one were you talking about? That one or that one?" <laughs> <laughs> my wife would just be like, "Yeah, shut up." <laughs> she doesn't want to hear that. You know? was, well, I, I can't wait till I win that lottery so that we can all just be one big happy family. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. I was heartbroken the other day when uh, my my hot lesbian friend hit on this girl that I have this minor crush on and got a response. I'm like, dang it. And that's why why you wish you were 10, 15 years old, but younger. Even so, 15 years ago, she would have shot me down like a stuka over Disneyland, (laughs) you know? It would have been... It would have been all over. It had been, it had been like, oh, hey, you want to know? <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even get it. Hey, you want to go out for a hail? Hey, no. <laughs> you know, it. It wouldn't even be a yeah, fight. Yeah, but fifteen and years ago, fifteen years ago, it would have been at the bar where things would be a lot different than at the workplace. <laughs> Fifteen years ago, I was the three-time karaoke champion at Judge McGreevy's. Judge McGreevy's. Yeah, yeah three-time, three-time, three-time karaoke champion. Has it been fifteen years, man? That's been forever. I was twenty-two. I know. I just I was, had my twenty-year class reunion that I skipped. When I was twenty-two, Bruce and I would have been living together in a blue house on Fourteenth Street, where right behind that barn. It was, um, there's the the high school 
right oh, next way to the high school, there. there's that that blue building. Yeah, that's different now. There's houses there. I know it sucks, but you know we lived in a garage, literally a two car garage, to the point where if you would <laughs> sit on the toilet, you had to have your leg in the the tub in order to sit comfortably. <laughs> and Bruce, Bruce and I were living in this house with an ugly sofa. And like 50,000 comic books. <laughs> what a great and life. Don't you wish you could go back to that time? No, because <laughs> I'm, I'm 37 50, years comics. old. I want a comfortable chair and I want to go to bed at a decent hour, you know? Yeah, yeah. I want to I sit in my little office with my comic book spinner rack and kick it. Yeah, I, there are a few real advantages to being my age because I mentioned this the other day at work. People are like, oh, do you think she, oh, should I ask her? Wait, no, maybe I should ask her out. Oh, wait, what if it's Where sexual now harassment? You're just like, now you're just like, ah, screw it. I'm yeah. 37. You yeah. know, this is the thing. I can do whatever I want in that office so long as it's not like offensive or illegal. Yeah. And no one can say anything about it because I have a wife and children regardless of how this all goes down. Yeah. So my friend Jesse, who looks kind of like Drew Carey and his fiance, will both make jokes about having a crush on me. <laughs> and Jesse will be like, "Hey, big boy," and I can, I can, you know, sit there and I can play into that as much as I want because I have a wife at home. Everybody knows that I'm straight. But if I were single and I and I did that, people would be like, "Oh my God, what, what, what what's 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 going on over here?" Yeah, I, I think I think the fat guys are a little bit fancy. <laughs> you know, it's just it's one of those moments where there are advantages to even just the experience level that I have of. You know, walking in the other day, and I had, I had an agent come to me. She was an African American, and two callers in a row had made racial slurs, not realizing uh, yeah. because she doesn't sound. However, that means she did not sound like she was the the uh, race and or creed she was, and one of them had thrown an n bomb. Yep. Not not realizing. And she was hot. And I had to sit down and just go, okay, there are a lot of stupid, stupid, stupid mofos who are going to call and talk to you. And the only thing you can do is let it roll off your back and redirect to business. And I know you're upset. You have every right to be upset. But, you know, this will probably happen again. And at that point, we can't do anything but redirect to business and get these these stupid bastards off your phone as quickly and, as possible. And accidentally delete their account and cancel their oh, service. Do, 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 do. You know, and change their account name to Elvis Hitler, <laughs> comma, jackass. You know, it just... There, there are things that I really enjoy about being my age. I love the fact that I can pretty much do whatever the hell I want. Rodrigo, what's the best part about being your age? The best part about being my age? Um, I'd, I'd say mobility. <laughs> on any given, us old people can't get around as much. What are you saying? Are you say, you <laughs> think I couldn't? I couldn't get in the ring and give you a Kevin Nash big boot to the face? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, uh, I'm I'm sure you'd you'd give me the full, Monty. you know, double decker hurricanrana if you had the opportunity, Matthew. But I will give you all five of Kevin Nash's offensive moves. <laughs> What I'm saying is, uh, forget forget the physical mobility. I'm saying, you know, I wake up in the morning, and I want to watch TV, I watch TV, I right. want to go to Walmart, I go to yep. Walmart, I want to go to the mall, I want to watch a movie, I want to play video games. I can do it. You can do That's whatever true. you want. Pretty much. That's... And I and I see, I understand that. And I think I was about, probably about 12 years old when I realized that 
you should be the age that you are and enjoy it. Well, tell my wife that because she still thinks I'm 12 years old. <laughs> I, I mean, so that's, that's a whole other thing. Of, you, know, <laughs> you shouldn't necessarily act the way that people expect you to act. But I had so many friends in high school who could not wait to get out of high school and yeah. get into college. Yeah. And right now, they're all the same people that in college were whining about how great things were back in high school, how they were the captain of the football team, oh, yeah. how they were like the prettiest cheerleader, and <laughs> hated college. And now that they're all out of college, they all keep hanging out around college because they thought it was, now they think it was the best time of their lives. <laughs> Have you read The Invincible First Trade? Because there's a joke about that. Where uh, Invinci- yeah. Invincible and, and uh, William go to the university to check it out. Yeah. And they're like, look at all the hot chicks. And they intentionally draw the same broads that they draw in every crowd scene when they're yeah. in high school. Yeah. It's the yeah. exact same girls, but because, hey, you know, we're at college now, it's going to be wonderful. Yeah. My college experience was very telling because the first day that I did my senior sneak, I went to the Fort Hayes bookshop and I bought Neil Gaiman's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Companion. Nice. And I remember that being the first time that I was really introduced to Neil Gaiman and that school of writing. And using that as a step into, you know, things like Alan Moore and getting into his swamp thing and getting into Judge Dredd and all the weird-ass stuff that's now kind of the center of my comic collection, but also getting into a perspective where I didn't feel like I was the weird kid for reading that stuff. You know, if you... Oh, yeah, because everybody else was doing it? Yeah. If you had a book in my high school, you were the weird kid, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. I always did. Well, I hey, and that first senior day, and that first senior day is when you and I met. Yep, I remember that. It was a million years ago. I know it seems oh, like a long time ago. <laughs> Doesn't it's it? Scary. Matter? It's scary just to go. I remember Matthew and I sitting down making our schedules out that day and going hey, on a what tour. Are we take? And, but you know, I couldn't tell you who the cute girl was that was walking with us uh, on that tour, who was also part of our our tour group or whatever that day, who was also a media person. Uh, I could not tell you who her name was, and it wasn't Aaron, but I it don't know who it was. Wasn't Nikki Phillips? Nope. I I don't I don't know if she even lasted. She may have gone away, but I remember thinking, oh, she's mighty cute, and I was trying to chat her up, and she was just kind of like, whatever, nerd. <laughs> you were and then I was like, well, have you met this guy Matthew yet? Because I'm charming as hell. Yeah, suddenly I'm not so bad now, huh? <laughs> I got more people laid like that in college than you would ever believe. You would hey, you think a- my friend's annoying? <laughs> Give me half a minute. Matthew is is quite the wingman. I, that's right, my friend. When I have to be, I can make anybody. <laughs> you know, if never mind. I almost anyway. took an old Dennis Leary joke. Anyway, all right, guys. Well, I gotta go do all this I- great stuff with more fun stuff. And I'm going to we'll take my laptop out and write another hero history, presuming that I write it. Excellent. And, Rodrigo, you have an awesome week, and hopefully you get a new car. Yeah, let's look into that. Can I have one, too? Get get a hybrid. Oh, I don't think I will, but I'll get, I'm, I'm going to get the cheapest, most economical car I can. Oh, okay. What would that be, Matthew? Oh, expert <laughs> of cheap, economical cars. Well, I know the cheapest car I ever bought was I paid a guy $75. Oh, 75 bucks. Because I had to, a Volkswagen Beetle, you have to lift it off the engine 
<laughs> and since I agreed to help him lift the car off the engine, which, by the way, is the same engine you see in your average Briggs & Stratton lawnmower, um, because I lifted off the engine, he knocked 50 bucks off the price. So you got a Volkswagen that was your cheapest? What was that big old that white was, Oldsmobile thing? That was a 1978 Dodge Magnum. I drove that thing for 10 years. Really? How much, how much did you pay on that? 700 bucks. How much did you pay for that brown pickup truck? Uh, I got that free. That was my grandfather's oh, truck. Oh, okay. All right. Kind of my inheritance. It, it seemed to me like it seemed like every, I don't know, six months you were driving around a new, a new used car. <laughs> every time the new student loans came in, I'd have to buy a new one. <laughs> <laughs> until I bought that white one, and I kept that white one until um, until I moved to Topeka. Wow! Like like two thousand, I think I finally. And when I sold it, I sold it for two hundred fifty dollars. Some guy bought the engine out of it as I turned around to leave the wrecking yard. Wow! That car still ran when I gave it away, but the transmission was going out. Ah! And I couldn't afford transmission work. Well, there you go, Rodrigo. Sixty-eight Oldsmobile. Oldsmobile. Uh, what you do is you find a piece of crap that nobody's ever heard of, and you check and see, okay, here's my rules. Okay, you got to check four things. Does the stereo work? <laughs> How comfortable is the seat? Has it got four wheels? Can you find the keys? That is how you know if you've got a car. It's got four wheels. I've got the keys. Let's go. <laughs> Don't you want to look under the hood? Nah, it's all dark and smells funny. I might get grease on my shirt. You know. Cars are disposable. Yeah. Try telling that to my wife. Well, she wants to... I want a new car! I want a new she car! She did get a new car recently. So. I want a pony and a threesome, but you don't hear me bitching all the time. <laughs> and on that note, gentlemen, next time. <laughs> next time! Later. Stop talking about comic books or I'll kill you. I don't care if the Hulk could defeat the man of Spider-Man's a clone